Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. And you can follow us on the Facebook page. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm your boy, Trey Frazier. I got my brother, Maestro Styles here with me. Yes, sir. And we got a special guest in the building once again. We got the homie Tyler Butler from uh sports and culture media uh tyler what's good man hey man chilling thank y'all for having me on again i appreciate it yeah yeah no problem man no problem first off i want to congratulate you because i see you got media passes to the ncaa tournament and i see you out there working man so you know definitely appreciative of you you know getting out there and you know you know doing that work yeah, nah, man. Hey, I, that's just a a testament for my team. I wouldn't be able to get approved if it wasn't for them. So I gotta thank them first. Yeah, I appreciate you for having the time, man. Cause I, you know, I I, auto, I seen all the passes myself. I said, oh, he busy, busy right now. Hey, just trying to make it happen, man. Yes, sir. You ain't you doing that shit? You ain't trying. You doing that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for there real. <laughs> For real, yeah. on the sideline and everything, man. So I, I want to start here because the last time we had you on, probably around this time last year, we talked about Deshaun Watson and you were privy to a lot of information, a lot more than us average people here. And so, you know, fast forward a year later and he was tried by a grand jury. The grand jury decided not to indict him. Um, a second grand jury appeared to try to indict him as well. And that didn't go through as well. Obviously he signed, he gets traded to the Cleveland Browns. He signs this ridiculous contract, a uh, historic contract, uh, might I add. So from your perspective, um, looking back one year ago to now with the Deshaun Watson thing, what are your thoughts about everything and how everything transpired? I'm going to be honest, I, I did not see a fully guaranteed contract coming out of this. And I sure as hell did not see the Cleveland Browns being this preferred destination. Um, it seemed like everything was going to point to um, either Atlanta or I knew Carolina was kind of out the window, but I thought New Orleans was a real good 
destination. I'm surprised everything has been dropped. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's still some more silver suits to, to follow up, but mm-hmm. I just didn't see that Cleveland would be the team that would be the end of his destination. I, that shocked me completely. Yeah, so uh, how you uh, is it? How you feel about it? Is it a good fit? Bad fit? I mean, it's a good fit. The, the Browns was technically just missing a, a marquee quarterback. Baker was was never consistent throughout the entire season. Um, the defense is there. They have the running game. Uh, wide receiver core is going to be a little different now. You know, they they let go of Juice, but Juice could come back, and they still mm-hmm. got him from the Dallas Cowboys. So. It's a tough division, though. Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be a step down, but you still have Baltimore, and then you have the team that went to the Super Bowl in Cincinnati. So it's going to be tough to win that division. And I think what's most important there is is that they didn't have to give up guys like Miles Garrett, uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, They didn't have to give up any of their core players um, that make that team. So the fact that you added a Pro Bowl quarterback, you know, one that's considered by most people top five, that that's pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to, you know, boil down to what can uh, Kevin Stefanski do with the offense. I know he's um, – they're not going to call him the offensive coordinator, but he has a lot of hands-on with that offense over there in Cleveland. So is this going to be how fast can – you know, catch up. He had a year off. What is his stamina going to be looking like? It's one thing that, you know, practice and work out on your own. It's completely different when you get out on the field. So having mm-hmm. a year off and we don't know what is going to be the ruling with the NFL because they could still levy a suspension for Deshaun. Right. Right. And who knows how long he will be out with that. So it's, it's a fascinating situation and <laughs> I expect Baker to be there until after the, the draft, too. Can yeah, they also I, put him on the exempt list also? I believe they can. Um, I haven't got the details of it yet, but I believe they can. But I do, I don't want to say 100%, but I'm going to say at least 85% that a suspension is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, with the Baker Mayfield thing, I read earlier today that uh, they sent. They it seems like they're going to try to hold on to hold on to him, um, which is, I guess, that would obviously make him the backup um, if they keep him. You know, throughout the you know up until week one. Um, I guess my real question is: now we're talking about a lot of money in the in the quarterback room. Uh, do you feel like? Deshaun Watson was in any way, shape, way, shape, form, or fashion overpaid. Oh man, that's a uh, mm, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Now, let me, he's a top five and, quarterback. Sure, and and let me let me just say this: you know, get your money, black man. I'm just talking about in the, oh, yeah, in the scheme of economics. <laughs> in the scheme of economics. Right. Yeah, in the scheme of, in the scheme of economics, how you feel? Uh, overpaid, underpaid, just right? Nah, man. If you're getting a top five quarterback, two hundred thirty million, it's justified. He's definitely top five without question. Oh yeah, no, no argument there. No argument there. Um, but 
I mean, officially the highest paid. Yeah. Year off. Well, think about it. If, if you are a franchise like the Cleveland Browns and you feel like you're one piece away from being a Super Bowl contender and that one piece was the quarterback, mm-hmm. if opportunity, no matter the price, to go get one of the best in the game, that, yeah, that's that kind of, doesn't matter. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I want and, and, and to reiterate, they gave up not much. Yeah, they, they didn't lose anything. anything. They didn't lose yeah. anything. They gave up a boat of you know, draft picks, but you know, that's kind of what the Rams did a year ago. So it's like, okay. And yeah, you, you know, took it you took it, you took it from me right there. I was gonna say, like, you know, this is kind of super this is in that kind of this is Super Bowl or bust at this point, because you mortgage your future. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know how the NFL is, man. It's a it's a copycat league. Mm-hmm. They saw what um Tampa Bay did the year before. They saw what the Rams did last year. So now you're getting teams that the draft really doesn't matter. It's all about free agencies and trades and getting the, putting the best team together through that and see if you can buy yourself a Super Bowl. And I think that's what the Browns feel like they're doing here, buy themselves a Super Bowl. But I'm telling you, man, that AFC is rough. Man. Everybody's, uh, everybody's arming up and strapping up, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody's loaded over there. Yeah, it seems almost certain that it's going to be an AFC Super Bowl champion. I, 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 it, I it's, it's kind of in the books for me. Yeah, well, whoever is going to be healthy at the end of the season because they're going to yeah. be healthy. I was going to say, I kind of disagree. I, I, I'm not going to count out the NFC side just yet. I mean, there's still Tom Brady there. He came back, and Aaron Rodgers is still there. Um, we'll see what the Cowboys do, uh, Tyler. We'll, we'll see what they do, but... I mean, there's it's only a couple teams on the other side that got a legit shot at winning the Super Bowl. But you're right. You believe gonna, the Packers you know, the for AFC's real now? Gonna, who, me? Like, are we, yeah, I mean, well, let me just say this. I'm kind of all the... Sure, they're a contender. Um, I'm not picking them to go to the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah, picking I'm them, let alone that. winning it, I'm not picking them. I'm Let alone yeah. winning, I'm not picking them. Right, yeah, no, I'm. I'm, I'm not... In picking them, but you still got the Rams, the defending champs out there. Um, let's see what San Francisco does if they ever get Trey Lance, you know, to start and get Jimmy Garoppolo off the team. Like I said before, you still got the Cowboys there and Tom Brady's bank back in Tampa and Leonard Fournette re up with them. That I think that's that's huge for the Bucks. Oh, yeah. I hear you. If Tom Brady were to stay retired. I would like the Cowboy chances a little better. They wouldn't go into the Super Bowl regardless, but at least to be competitive in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas has got progressive worse. Yeah. They have a lot of key players that keep mm-hmm. roles that they have yet to replace. They're planning on going to, through the draft, like always, and then they're going to pick up some scraps after training camp when teams do their first release, because that's just the Dallas way for some odd reason. <laughs> they got progressively worse. That Prescott did not flourish until that trade for Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Right. As route runners in the NFL, that has a tendency to hold on to the ball until somebody is CD is not that type of receiver. Michael Gallup is not that type of receiver. And they also lost their other uh, deep threat in Cedric Wilson. Like Dallas has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. 
on both sides of the ball, really. Yeah. I want to yeah. ask you, um, the Amari Cooper trade, and it's funny, we're just talking about the Browns. Um, so my reaction to the trade was that it's time for C.D. Lamb to be the number one receiver in Dallas. What do you think about that? I mean, he doesn't have a choice now. I just don't think from watching C.D. over the past uh, few seasons, he's not a number one receiver. Uh, only because he has a tendency to drop the ball in crucial situations, and you can't have that out of your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. And Damari gone, that's who was scaring the defense the most was Cooper, his ability to get open. Now he's CD is going to get all the double teams. It's going to be tough. See, he's in for a rude way. I can tell you that. Yeah, Yeah, um, a lot of people liken this situation to when Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh and now uh, they were expecting Juju a few years ago to be the guy. Mm -hmm. And when them double teams came to him, he didn't look the same, and he hasn't looked the same since. Um, Are you excited at all about James Washington in Dallas? No. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah, no, I I get it. <laughs> I yeah, it. I mean, no knock on him, but he's he's yeah, not yeah. a game changer receiver. They lost the best receiver and basically replaced him with a younger receiver with unsure hands. Like it makes sense. Yeah. So wait, Maestro, you wanted him gone from Pittsburgh? Um, I just wasn't excited about it. I mean, he had been there for as long as uh uh Mason Rudolph's about four years and I mean, his he says he says that they haven't given him a chance to flourish. I say maybe, but I mean, even when you're on the field, you don't flash. You just don't flash on the field. He had some moments. He definitely had moments. I'm not gonna act like he have no moments at all. But when you're talking about him being uh, a number two, I mean, he didn't flash to me as a number two. So I mean, you know, if Ceedee Lamb is going to be the number one. Um, I guess Gallup is number two. I, I guess it kind of puts him back in, you know, back at number three. But it's not like he didn't flash for me. Yeah, Dallas, man. Dallas lost debt, which was their number one asset at receiver. Yeah. And hurt every year. And even with Gallup, Gallup might not even be ready to week two and three. Yeah. When he's ready, who knows when he's going to be 100% coming back from that uh, season in the in- injury. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm assuming they're going to draft another receiver. Uh, they may look at another flyer. Cole Beasley is still out there. Technically, we don't have a slot receiver at this time. Yeah. So many holes, man. I could go all show about like how disastrous I think this season is going to be. Hey, hey man, one thing I, you got going for you is you in the uh, NFC East, man. That's the one thing you got going for you. That's the thing, but you know what? I'm telling everybody. Washington Eagles because they got a game manager now. He's not the best, but he's not sorry. A lot. I don't know why Wentz get this not like he's trash. He's really not trash. Like at one point he was an MVP candidate in Philly, and mm-hmm. then with that defense that Washington has, and just manages the game. You only have to win nine games in the NFC East to be the champ. They can be contenders in that division. I think the knock with Wentz is when you need him to show up, he don't show up. Yeah. And it happened last year. All they had to do was beat the Raiders and beat Jacksonville, and he couldn't do it. 
And I'll say this. I'll say this. The Colts was definitely a better team last year than Washington is going to be this year on paper. Um, If you can't get it done with that team, I can't see it being much better with the Commanders. Yeah, it's just it's that division, though. It's one of the worst divisions in the NFL. They're going to play twice and Philly twice. Philly, they're not even sold on their quarterbacks. I don't know what they're going to do. And Dallas, man, I – I, I, Dallas will probably win by default, winning ten games. Yeah, I think so. But they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I, I think I got Philly winning the East this uh, this Philly. year. You've been you've been saying that for the past two years. Like you've been trying to board the Philly. I think, yeah, I think Philly. I, they got something going, man. They, I mean, they got three first round picks, and they could do they could go any direction they want to go. They got the quarterback, in my opinion. I know. Some people don't like Jalen Hurts, but I personally like him. All you got to do is just build the team around him. I think exactly. he's got a pretty good guy in Devontae Smith. Um, give him a running back and build that defense up. I, I think the Eagles will be right back in playoff contention. I agree. Right, we'll see. We'll they, see. They made it last year, but they're going to show a little bit more faith in Jalen. Like, so- yeah. yeah. And actually yeah. build around them. And yep. I, they don't have the faith in him. They're not going to build around him. And he's going to be in the same situation he was last year, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree that they, they definitely need to put a team around him 100%. Um, but I, I, I still kind of feel like Dallas right now is going to is going to be the team to win the East. I, I, nobody's done anything yet to make me to make that shift for me. Yeah, I think no question on paper, the Cowboys are the better team right now. There's no question about that. But how many times in the past have we seen the Cowboys always be the better team on paper? And then somewhere, somehow, you know, come December, they think they crumble and somebody else takes the East. We've seen that multiple times and I don't see where that's going to stop. Yeah, the. The talent is still there, and the Giants is just so far behind. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much pencil that in for two W's, but Dallas <laughs> talent. But it's just okay. You lost Gregory, which was your second best pass rusher. Yeah. To the edge, which they're talking about. Okay, now you're down a linebacker. How are you going to replace that? Like yeah. it's just so many holes for that team. Yeah. Personally, I think they need a cornerback. I know, mm-hmm. and I love. Yeah. It. But Dallas needs another one corner. Yeah, one hundred percent, they do. Number one. Now I got Dallas fans that tell me. I got I got Dallas fans that tell me that uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to be a shutdown corner, and I and, and you know mid season, and I was just like, man, I, I don't see it. I, I get the interceptions, I get it, yeah, but I need they. But the idea that they throw it to him that much is is for me is like, nah, you can't be a shutdown corner if they don't even fear throwing it to you. And they don't. They test him every single game. And right. you know, mm-hmm. probably about 80% of the time. They 20% yeah. don't get a pick. Yeah. Yeah, no question yeah. he's a ball hawk. No question. Um He gambles so, too much. That's the short of it. Right. I agree with that. So I got a name I'm gonna throw out there that I think each of our teams could use this guy. And that's Bobby Wagner, who 
was in the Ravens building just a couple of days ago, uh, left the building and I'm hoping, you know, somehow the Ravens can, you know, sign him to a contract. But I think about Dallas and I'm thinking, hmm, Bobby Wagner would fit on the Dallas Cowboys defense. What do you think? Oh, uh, he, he would be perfect because they need that middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Before in Dan Quinn's system when he was with Seattle. Right, right. Thing is, they're saying he's asking for a one-year, eleven million dollar deal. Dallas is not going to do that. Um, so, honestly, I think they're already out of the Bobby Wagner sweepstakes. Sadly, uh, but his price is going to have to come down some for them to even take a look at. Him. Is that that's too much for cheap? Dallas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dallas cheap as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're looking for one year. Five, six, eleven. Hmm. Steven ain't gonna do that. Yeah, they in the, as good as they in the, <laughs> they in the clearance section at Walmart, man. Yeah, look at all the free. No, I get it. it. Yeah, yeah. Just look at their entire free agents. Everybody mm-hmm. in one year deals. Every single free agent. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I know you. I know. Uh. The conversation was uh, Miles Jack a few years, a few weeks ago. Uh. I heard a lot of Cowboys fans high on Miles Jack coming to Dallas, but uh, he came on to Pittsburgh. So I just want to throw that little stab in the. I mean, I'll blame. Him. Yeah. They, yeah. They've been lowballing free agents this entire offseason, and that's why they're not signing anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're like. Honestly, I think Dallas is is kind of gave up this year because they're ready to get rid of McCarthy. So they're doing just a running back. They're re-signing everybody, mm. plugging holes with subpar talent, see what comes out of it. But I think McCarthy is gone after this, and they're not wasting money to help him. So what I hear you saying is they setting McCarthy up to fail. Oh, absolutely. Mm. They Exact same thing <laughs> to Wade Phillips when yeah. Jason Garrett was in waiting. Mm-hmm. Him up to fail, and and then they fired him, and you had a Jason Garrett at eight and eight era for too many years. But I do think they're setting McCarthy up to get on about it next year. Um, is it Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn in your in your in your mind? Dan Quinn would be the better coach. Okay, has more command of the team. Um, Kellen, the fact that Jerry was willing to let Kellen walk, but he just can't get a deal done. But sure, no teams even talked to Dan Quinn. They let me know everything I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, transition to the NBA for a minute. Uh, you're a Chicago Bulls fan. Uh, the Bulls finally got it right. For this season, uh, DeMar DeRozan is having, or he was having an MVP type season. I think he's kind of fallen off a little bit because the Bulls have kind of been sliding down the standings the last couple of weeks. But uh, you, you're the resident Bull fan, bro. How how you feeling about the team? I'm um I'm satisfied, man. I, there's a lot of Bulls fans that are upset because you know they have been losing, but I just think they need to temper their expectations a little bit, like. Mm-hmm. At the Bulls, the last three years compared to this year, and if they would have been a top five seed after last season, I would have laughed. 
it's just the thing is a lot of those players on the teams, they don't have a winning mentality. Like Zach came from the Timberwolves, Vucevic right. from the Magic. Yeah, yeah. I love DeMar, but you saw what the Raptors would do each and every year. Mm-hmm. And else is extremely young. I mean, Caruso has championship pedigree, but not as an impact player. Right. Right. And, and same right. thing with Tristan Thompson. So I just think the winning mentality is not there for them yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm extremely satisfied with being in the fifth. I, I don't want them to fall to that play-in games. I think they're I would say DeMar came from from a lot better situations than those other guys did. I mean, those other guys weren't in the playoffs perennially the way DeMar DeRozan was with Toronto and for a couple of years in uh, San Antonio with Pop. No, absolutely. He, He came from a winning situation, but wouldn't necessarily call it Winning basketball because yeah yeah and, and and me and Trey had this conversation about Demar oh we had it when he was in Toronto like like he's all part of the playoffs yeah, yeah and he here he, and here and, and here he is being put right back into that same spot in the Chicago so was so at this like did he learn something from coming from San Antonio going to Chicago is he going to all of a sudden be that guy in the playoffs uh, I hate to be the uh, negative guy in that situation, but I don't think DeMar DeRozan is that that kind of player. Great player, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's that guy that's going to, you know, when asses get tight, it's, it's time for us to lock down. He's going to go in there and, and give you a 50-point a fifty point game for the game, you know what I'm saying, when it's necessary. I don't think he's that dude that's going to take over like that. So, um, you know, he's kind of uh, – right back in that same situation in Toronto, for real. Yeah, and DeMar, man, um, I would say the only thing that's working for them is LeBron's in the West. That yeah. was kryptonite. And DeMar is so, like, infatuated with LeBron, his level of play would drop every time they would play the Cavs. Or the mm-hmm. Every single time. Yeah. He yeah. will be torching everybody else, but they play LeBron, and he, you know, he's out there daffing them up on the court before the game, during the game, playing against a zero, and his level of player drop. Yeah, I'll say this though. I'll say this about Demar Derozan. This year might be his best year in his entire career. Oh, I, I mean, when you, when you look at the numbers and you look at the impact, the buzzer beaters um, throughout the year. This this might be his best year, regular season wise. Sure. What? Well, yeah, Demar was coming in the season with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, nobody really wanted him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once he signed with the Bulls, everyone was talking about how it was not going to work between him and Zach whatsoever. Right. Uh, so I, I think the chip was high, but now that things is dwindling down. There's a lot of expectations on Chicago, and, and it really rides on the shoulder of DeMar. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I think they got two guys that, I mean, can get you buckets, but what if Zach Levine becomes that guy? What if DeMar is just the guy that will get you through, you know, the first three quarters, and then Zach Levine is the guy that, you know, steps up in the fourth? I have no reason to believe I- that he's going to do that. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. 
hope that's the case. I've just never seen that out of Zach. I will say over the last three years of watching Levine, he's grown exponentially. Like he's a completely different player. And before DeMar, that was our go-to player for a bucket or yeah. a moment. And now it's it's strictly mm-hmm. give the ball to DeMar, get out of the way. Right. But I mean, Zach, he's gonna give you 25 a game. But mm-hmm. he's he's never been in this playoff atmosphere. And it's a different beast. Different. And I, I'm curious to see how he's gonna react. Right, right. Who yeah. who you think the um, who you think matches up better with the Bulls in the playoffs? Well, I don't want no part of the Bucks mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Philly will run into their own selves. Um Embiid, Embiid is a beast, man. He's, he's having, you know, MVP type yeah. I do think yeah. they can with Philly. I think Miami would be a good matchup, but I don't think they would beat Miami in seven games. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, now that they don't have the big three, is, is up in the air. I don't think they would beat Boston, but I don't want no part of the Bucks whatsoever. I think mm-hmm. that over in five games. Mm. If that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I look, I and I ain't gonna hold you. Um I I don't believe the 76ers, so I think that's about this the the ceiling of, you know, I guess the top four teams that that Chicago could see. But if I'm in Chicago, I don't want to see Kevin Durant. I don't no, I don't. I, I don't. Not in the playoffs. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, you know, Miami, I mean, Miami's doing their thing right now. I know a lot of people saying Boston is the best best team in the East right now. Um, I don't want no smoke with them. I, I think of anybody, and, and like you said, and I agree with you, the Bucks. Uh, you don't want it with the champs. I mean, I, only only nope. team I could see y'all having a shot at in that top four is uh, Philadelphia, and that's because I don't believe uh, James Harden. I get uh, Embiid is there, um, but I, that's why I would give you a shot because I feel like they would, you know, kind of run the ball through Harden a lot, particularly in the fourth quarter when it counts. And if you're giving me uh, DeMar DeRozan versus James Harden, I give De- I give DeRozan a shot against James Harden because I don't believe James Harden in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, that, that that's, that's, that's going to be tough for Chicago this year. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough out. Um, I mean, they they had a setup when it was a higher seed, but now that they dropping, it's yeah, extremely tough on them. But I, if they continue, they only really one game out of the playing game. If they make yeah. it to that play in, I don't think they will win it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that mm-hmm. they could win the second playing game. Like, it, like let's say y'all dropped the seven and y'all had to face the Nets. And the Nets beat y'all. I think you guys could fare well against the likes of Charlotte, Atlanta, Cleveland, whoever's in that you know bottom eight. I mean nine, ten seed. I think y'all got a good shot of making a play. I, I don't see y'all missing the playoffs, even if y'all drop into that. Yeah, I agree that they make the playoffs. I agree they make the playoffs. I agree they make the playoffs. But if you're talking about that playing game. Um, Lou, let's, I mean, cause then the, the, 
the four that are in the play in is Charlotte, Atlanta, Cleveland, and Brooklyn. I, I mean, let's let's be clear. I think we all agree Brooklyn would probably get the seven. Um, yep. But then uh, you gotta see Trey. <laughs> yeah, and you might Atlanta have to see Trey. Gave us the business twice. Yeah, you might gotta see Trey when it count. And I, you know, I'm just saying Trey is Trey. I, I'm just saying Trey is Trey. And if that game is in Atlanta, that's even tougher. Yeah. So, but I do got Chicago. But I do got Chicago making it though. I don't, I don't get them falling down to the uh, to the play in. Yeah, I hope so, man. I, I, yeah. I really need to see the Bulls back in. Uh, United Center need that action. We need yeah. to. Get- mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, you're hoping for maybe a Bulls Cavs matchup, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, yeah, because y'all, I think y'all smoked the Cavs for a play. I think y'all smoked the Cavs, but, um, yeah. All that's, them games been so close this year, though, with Chicago. Yeah. Division yeah. games, but they've they been extremely close. Atlanta done got us a couple times. Mm hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think y'all would beat Toronto too. I, I I think that series is seven games, but I think y'all could beat Toronto in seven games. I like their chances over the Raptors. Yeah, it's Raptor team. But yeah, and like I say, Philly, Philly for some reason don't really confront, concern me because James disappears. Mm-hmm. He somehow catches the injury every single playoff series. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn in seven games. I don't want no part of Miami. It's something about Miami. It's a good matchup, but I just think they'll lock in and and cause Chicago a whole lot more problems than what we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, that's a good roster, Miami. That's a good roster. Indeed, it is. That's a good roster. It's how Jimmy had it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I was I was just about to say they uh they was on a four game losing streak and him and Udonis Haslam was about to get into it and then Coach Bostra looked like he was wanting some smoke too. Man, that was crazy. I don't even know what happened. I couldn't get no insight on it. Um mm. leaking anything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Spolstra walked out on to the court and was on still the court, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's Jimmy Butler, man. There's a reason why he'd have been on so many teams in X amount. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy just wears yeah. on him. Yeah, one hundred percent. That aspect. Yeah. No, no, that did. I yeah, but he he definitely he definitely brings some some morale issues. But when he when he balling, he balling. So it's always that thing. There's always that thing. That boy ball. Yeah, he do. Yeah, Miami's smart though. They're not gonna do nothing crazy, like send them away or anything like nah. that. Like they, they, they know what they're doing down there. Pat Riley, a mastermind. They'll get it all. Mm-hmm. UD cleared everything up that night. Nobody's yeah. UD, so exactly. it's who's yeah. over by now. Exactly. Hey, Tyler, um, let everybody know where they can find you at on social media and what do you got coming up? Yeah. Um, Follow us on Facebook, Sports and Culture, Sports Media, uh, Twitter, at My Sports Culture, Instagram, same thing, Sports and Culture. Uh, we, it's summertime, so we're going to be getting out here, getting out to AAU teams, um, talking to and, and continuing to try to build 
girls basketball and girls sports in general. Uh, right now, I'm doing a whole lot of what's called player spotlight interviews and uh, our women in sports where we're just talking to different people here in the upstate, uh, people involved in sports and doing like 15-minute interviews. Our last one was with uh, Bryce McGowan's, uh, McGowan's, who's about to go to the NBA draft from Nebraska, talk to his mom and his little sister uh, out of Wren. And so, and that was a real good one. So that, that's what I'm doing now, just trying to uplift the upstate, man, and put us on the map. That's what's up. No doubt, no doubt, man. Hey, thanks again, man, and congrats again on your success, bro. Thank you, Yes, man. sir. Thank you. Right, yep, no doubt. Love this show. No doubt. Appreciate it.